Hey, what's up guys and how is everything going on your end? Wherever in the world you happen to be right now, thank you so much for tuning in and taking time to listen to my fifth episode of Fire Parents Life podcast. It is Sunday, June 14, 2020 at the time of this recording and week 13 ending since pandemic outbreak with many COVID-19 restrictions still in place here in Toronto, Canada. This is going to be another solo cast episode, although if everything goes according to my plan and I manage to schedule some guests in time, next episode should finally be a real podcast in an interview dialogue format rather than my own scripted monologue. I'm really excited about this and look forward to achieving my next stepping stone in podcasting that I set for myself and once again stepping out of my comfort zone. As many of you know, that's where magic happens and great things come from. So I encourage you guys overcoming your own doubts and fears by just going ahead and starting whatever it is you've been avoiding for some time, thanks to all kinds of reasons and excuses holding you back. Without further ado, let's dive right in this episode fascinating topic on health benefits of breathing and exposure to cold. Did you know on average the human body can go three weeks without food, three days without water, but only three minutes without air? Breathing is something we do 23,000 times a day and the weight of all involved breathing muscles is around 10 pounds of our total body weight. Cost of respiratory system accounts for 3-6% to of total VO2 max, heavy exercise demands 10% and maximal exercise adds up to 13-15% to of oxygen consumption. VO2 max, also known as maximal oxygen uptake, is the measurement of the maximum amount of oxygen a person can utilize during intense exercise. It is a common measurement used to establish the aerobic endurance of an athlete prior to or during the course of training. VO2 max is generally regarded as the best indicator of cardiorespiratory fitness. The higher your VO2 max, the better your conditioning and cardio levels. Let's now shortly take a look at our hardest working muscle called heart. It pumps out 2 ounces or 71 grams of blood at every heartbeat. Daily the heart pumps at least 2500 gallons or 9450 liters of blood. The heart has the ability to beat over 3 billion times in a person's life. Each beat of our heart is the result of interplay of the two branches of autonomic nervous system. Sympathetic, which prepares the body for the fight or flight response during any potential danger in order to keep us safe and on the other hand parasympathetic which inhibits the body from overworking and restores the body to a calm and composed state also known as rest and digest. Different patterns of breathing change our feelings for better or worse without us even realizing where it's coming from and that's huge in my opinion. Sympathetic breathing that quote-unquote running from the lion's stressful breathing over a period of time will cause all kinds of health issues. To name just a few and most frequent are acid reflux, migraines, lower back pain, anxiety, depression, erectile dysfunction and IBS or irritable bowel syndrome causing cramping, abdominal pain, bloating and constipation. We can use our breath to realize how present we are. Shallow breathing equals to being distracted and on the other hand, deep breathing means we are present and mindful. When we are breathing very shallow, our body is in that state of panic, which triggers the sympathetic overdrive. Being always on the go is robbing us of our ability to live emotionally rich life. It's essential taking a very brief break several times a day in order to interrupt the stress and breathing in a stressful way, minimizing those fight or flight signals to our body with our full awareness and best intentions for our health. Sounds good? 
It often takes just pausing and taking one or two deep breaths to avoid tragedy. Yes, it is that important and I want you to really recognize this great gift we all have at our disposal 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and 365 days a year until our very last exhale. Before then we should make the most of it as the breath affects our heart, brain, memory, sleep, digestion and immune system so there is no doubt it is vital to master the proper breathing. This is where the vagus nerve serves as the body's superhighway, carrying information between the brain and the internal organs and controlling the body's response in times of rest and relaxation. The large nerve originates in the brain and branches out in multiple directions to the neck and torso, where it is responsible for actions such as carrying sensor information from the skin of the ear, controlling the muscles that you use to swallow and speak, and influencing your immune system. Vagus nerve is essential for functioning of all our major organs including brain, heart, liver, kidneys and lungs. When this nerve is activated it acts as a brake pedal slowing down an overstimulated nervous system. Every single breath activates the vagus nerve and the deeper the breath is, the more powerfully activated the nerve becomes, promoting the health of organs. Deep breathing also stimulates the prefrontal cortex responsible for higher mental functioning, essential for decision making, emotional control and social interactions. Practice as simple as focusing our attention on our breath has the effect of enhancing our general awareness. It triggers that calming parasympathetic nervous system, release of oxytocin and overall well-being. We can use our breath to bypass our brain chemistry in situations that are typically very difficult to handle. If you get into a rhythm of deep breathing daily, you will heal faster and live a much healthier life. Breathing for healing supports this simple idea, where there is oxygen, there is life. By proper breathing we are detoxifying our body, delivering more nutrition to our cells that we are giving it in our healthy diet. Hopefully healthy, eh? Let's invest 23,000 times in our vitality and better health simply by fully functional breathing. Here is how it's done. What is actually a proper breathing technique? Well, most of us apparently use what breathing the expert Dr. Belisa Vranic calls vertical breathing. When you breathe vertically, your shoulders go up during the inhale and everything in your torso stretches up vertically. When you exhale, your shoulders go back down. While it may feel like you are taking a full breath when you breathe vertically, you are not. You are primarily using the tops of your lungs, which are the smallest parts of these organs. By using less of your lungs to inhale, you are depriving your body of the oxygen it needs to function at its best. Dysfunctional breathing is the respiratory equivalent of eating fast food, not once or twice, but 23,000 times a day, since that's our daily number of inhales and exhales. Shallow mouth breathing constricts airways and blood vessels, which decreases oxygen delivery to our muscles, tissues, heart and brain. Deep nasal breathing has the opposite effect. It opens our airways and dilates blood vessels, which allow for better oxygen delivery. Nasal breathing also increases nitric oxide levels. Our red blood cells are normally saturated with between 95-99% to of oxygen, which is more than enough our body needs for intense exercise. Since our blood is already full of oxygen, taking in more oxygen with bigger breaths doesn't increase the amount of oxygen our muscles are able to use. Instead, it is important to get this oxygen out of our red blood cells so it can be used by our muscles and tissues. 
carbon dioxide is what allows for oxygen to release from the red blood cells. If we take large breaths through our mouth, we lose large amount of this precious carbon dioxide, which results in less oxygen reaching our muscles and tissues. This physiological phenomenon is called the Bohr effect. Essentially, oxygen is carried by a protein inside red blood cells called the hemoglobin. Nitric oxide is the gas that we naturally create in our nasal cavity. It is a vessel dilator which relaxes inner muscles of our blood vessels, causing our vessels to widen. Another reason to breathe through the nose is to avoid overbreathing. The amount of oxygen our muscles and tissues are able to use is not solely dependent on the amount of oxygen in our blood. An increase of CO2 carbon dioxide increases our blood's pH levels and hemoglobin releases its load of oxygen so that it can be used by our muscles and tissues. Decrease in CO2 has the opposite effect. It decreases our blood's pH levels and causes hemoglobin to hold onto its load of oxygen. When our sensitivity receptors to CO2 are out of whack due to overbreeding with mouth, we expel more CO2 and again this leads to hemoglobin to hold onto oxygen and we feel breathless even though we are breathing more and heavy. Another problem of overbreeding is that it can result in increased sensitivity and lower tolerance to CO2. The result of this is suboptimal endurance and higher risk of injury. It is also helpful realizing that breathing efficiency doesn't always translate to fitness levels of an athlete. Hope it all makes more sense for you now, so you can utilize it in your next fight or any high-intensity sporting performance. Now, what's the deal with horizontal or belly breathing? So an improper breath is vertical. Does that mean a proper breath is horizontal? Oh yes, it absolutely does. Instead of breathing with your shoulders and chest, a correct breath uses your diaphragm muscles. And when you breathe with your diaphragm muscles, your belly moves in and out, while your chest and shoulders stay still. Breathing efficiently means breathing light, quiet, effortless, soft, through the nose, diaphragmatic, rhythmic and gently paused on the exhale. This is how human beings breathe until the comforts of modern life change everything, including our breathing. By the way, have you heard of this vertical and horizontal breathing before? Frankly, I had no idea before I started researching material for this episode, including watching a ton of videos on YouTube. This just makes me realize how much wisdom there is to learn and improve upon from all this new knowledge gained. To be completely honest with you, it often feels quite overwhelming or even a little frustrating at times, but then I read something like this Chinese proverb and it helps me keep going again. To get through the hardest journey, we need to take only one step at a time, but we must keep on stepping. You see, if there is nothing else that's really good about doing this podcast, at least I'm learning something new all the time and hopefully you too, guys. Please don't forget to let me know how you're liking this content and topics I'm covering here, but I honestly try my best to help you all, including me of course, to optimize our health, improving our performance and overall well-being and quality of life we live on journey to become the best possible version of ourselves. Let me quote words of Max Strom from his TEDx talk who is a spiritual teacher, breath's workmaster, and author of a book, A Life Worth Breathing. Some doors only open from the inside. Breath is a way of accessing that door. Like I already said at the beginning of this episode, your breathing rate and pattern is a process within the autonomic nervous system that you can control to some extent to achieve different results. You may not be aware of your breath all the time, but through practice you can gain a greater awareness of your breath and learn how to manipulate it to your advantage. 
The Wim Hof method breathing techniques have been developed by Wim Hof, who is also known as the Iceman. He believes you can accomplish incredible feats by developing command over your body through use of specific breathing techniques. This is said to help you improve your productivity, performance and overall well-being. Hof believes that learning to develop mastery over your nervous, immune and cardiovascular system will help you be happier, stronger and healthier. Let's now introduce the ways of exposing your body to cold and its positive health benefits. Although there is a number of options, these are the most common practices. Cold shower are any showers with a water temperature below 70 Fahrenheit or 21 degrees Celsius. From my experience, temperatures between 10 to 15 degrees Celsius feel absolutely awesome. It has been used for centuries to take advantage of our body's tendency to adapt to harsher conditions. As a result, our bodies become more resistant to stress. Ice bath in sports therapy is a training regimen usually following a period of intense exercise in which a substantial part of a human body is immersed in a bath of ice or ice water for a limited duration, typically 3 to 5 minutes. Cryotherapy or cold therapy is a technique where the body is exposed to extremely cold temperatures with a nitrogen gas as a cooling agent for several minutes ranging between minus 90 to minus 120 degrees Celsius. Cryotherapy can be delivered to just one area or you can opt for whole body cryotherapy by stepping into cryosona cabin. Spending just a few minutes in contact with the cold will bring a multitude of benefits to your health, fitness and well-being. What are the benefits of exposure to cold in conjunction with proper breathing? It improves lymphatic circulation and immune system. The lymphatic system is a network of vessels that run throughout the body, helping take away waste, bacteria and microbes from your cells, essentially cleansing your body and boosting your immunity. It improves cardiovascular circulation. With poor cardiovascular circulation, your blood flow is compromised and this in turn means your heart has to work harder to pump blood around your body and to your organs. Cold water or cold exposure encourages highly efficient blood circulation. It increases weight loss. Not only does cold water force our bodies to work harder to keep us warm, burning calories in the process and in the long run boosting our metabolism, it also has an unexpected impact on the type of fat we produce. Brown fat, also called brown adipose tissue, is a special type of body fat that is turned on and activated when you get cold. Brown fat produces heat to help maintain your body temperature in cold conditions. Brown fat contains many more mitochondria than does white fat. These mitochondria are the engines in brown fat that burn calories to produce heat. By immersing our body in the cold shower, ice bath or whatever option you choose for cold exposure, we are able to activate brown fat cells by 15 times more, resulting in 9 pounds weight loss per year and that's incredible, right? It normally starts a day or two after a workout, so you won't feel it during a workout. Pain felt during or immediately after a workout is a different kind of muscle soreness and it's called acute muscle soreness. It boosts energy and happiness levels. Cold water triggers a flood of mood-boosting neurotransmitters which make you feel happy. Cold also reduces muscle inflammation. It reduces that lactic acid in your muscles and aids recovery after a tough workout. Domes be gone. To explain further, DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness is muscle pain that begins after you worked out. These are the antioxidants from within our body produced by the cells, participating directly in the neutralization of free radicals and reactive oxygen compounds as well as maintaining exogenous antioxidants such as vitamin C and E in their reduced active forms. 
cold exposure can extend our lifespan. In other words, it increases our body's master antioxidants called indigenous antioxidants. These antioxidants slow down the process of cellular aging, while at the same time disease-fighting white cells account increases. Hardening is the exposure to a natural thermal stimulus, resulting in an increased tolerance to stress and disease. This can be viewed as an adaptation to repeated oxidative stress as a mechanism for body hardening. Cold exposure also promotes deeper rhythmic breathing. Exposure to repeated intense short-term cold stimuli is often applied in hydrotherapy, used in physical medicine for hardening. The practice of regulating your breath and taking longer, deeper, more quality breaths carries through to your everyday breathing. It improves mental resilience and builds strong willpower. Tempering your thoughts and adapting to adversity will make you much more resilient and focused on endurance which is key for resistance training. Other benefits are that it reduces anxiety and combats depression. Overcoming the cold is as much a mental exercise as it is physical. The process helps cage the monkey mind and breathing assists this. Increases alertness so you are uber clear and on. It increases testosterone and fertility in men. It wakes you right up as nothing says good morning better than a cold water shower. It puts you to sleep as it also helps to promote the creation of melatonin, a vital component of healthy restful sleep. And what's my conclusion? The cult, as Wim suggests, is merciless but righteous. I explored this topic in detail to give you a fully comprehensive overview of it. Give it a shot, test it even for a few days and let me know how you got on with it. If you already experimented with cold exposure yourself, tested some breathing techniques or maybe you have a better system or hack that impacted your overall health in a positive way, give me a shout so I could try that too for a change. Please and as always, if you like this episode, do me a favor by subscribing and sharing this episode with those who might be interested in ways of improving their lives by implementing these simple and free of charge super tools and techniques I believe we should all consider practicing daily. Let me know what information you found most useful by commenting or getting in touch with me at Fireprenner on Facebook or Instagram or visit my blog at fireprenner.com. Lastly, don't forget to tune in again in two weeks for my next episode of Fire Parents Life Podcast, where I'll be talking about the art of happiness. Stay strong and healthy, you all. Peace out.